listening to the Do Shit, Get Shit Done podcast with Lee Bridges, your regular accountability buddy and kick up the butt. So get ready to get shit done. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome to numero 30 of the Do Shit, Get Shit Done podcast with me, your boy Lee Bridges. Hope you're having a wonderful day and everything is perfect at your end or as near as damn it, you can't have perfect. I'm actually joined today by an extremely special guest, one of my best friend's dogs, Rosie. So if you hear panting in the background or any weird noises or snuffling stuff like that, I promise you it's not me. Anyway, 120 minutes, aka two hours, aka a shit ton of milliseconds. What can you do in 120 minutes? Let's break your life down. Nowadays, the average human lives over the age of retirement. In the UK, the retirement age is 65 to 67 years old. And at time of recording this, the average life expectancy in the UK is about 80 years old. So let's say that we're all going to live to 80 years old. But what is 80? Well, 80 sounds like 80 until you break it down. 80 years is the same as 960 months, 4,160 weeks, 29,200 days, 700,800 hours, or 42 million and 48,000 minutes. This will mean different things to each of you, but the one that got me was the hours. We only get 700,800 hours in our lifetime, and that's if we live to 80. Damn. And the first few years of life we can't remember... I mean, for me, the years between 14 and 25, I can't really remember either. Well, they were hazy at best. And I'm guessing the last few years of my life are going to be shady. So how many of them hours do we really make count? There's an awesome TED talk on procrastination where Tim Urban drops some bombs on how to best manage your time. It's totally worth a watch. At the end of the talk, he shows a picture of the lifespan of a 90-year-old in months depicted as empty blank boxes. One box for each month. The amount of boxes is worryingly few and completely eye-opening. If you search 90-year lifespan in months, you can see it for yourself. I actually set this as my tablet background for a while to keep me on track. Fact is, for most of us, we're nearing or already over halfway through the part of our lifespan where we can really make a difference. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can always make a difference, but I'm guessing it's easier when your hips aren't replacements and you're actually aware if you pooped yourself or not. Let's go through the same process, but with a day. The average day is made up of 24 hours. So let's break it down. 24 hours in a day. Quack says that you should sleep 8 hours per night. So let's roll with that. 24 minus 8 equals 16. The average work day is 8 hours. 16 minus 8 equals 8. Let's say that you eat 3 meals a day and take an hour per meal to prepare, eat and clear up afterwards. 8 minus 3 equals 5. Let's say that you have a family or partner or dog. Let's give them a couple of hours too. Five minus two equals three. Now let's take one more hour just for damage limitation or to have a wank or who knows what. Three minus one equals two. You still got two hours, baby, to do whatever you want. Go to the gym, join a club, learn a new skill, write a book, build something, start a business, whatever you desire. Also, bear in mind that I've been very conservative with these times. If you're a healthy and fit person, you can totally live well on six hours sleep per night. And most people don't spend three hours a day prepping and eating food. So let's talk about those two you hours. Two hours a day may not seem like much to you. Or maybe your bad brain is saying things like, yeah, but that's my mindless phone game time, Netflix, porn or pub time. And that you need to unwind after a day at the job you hate. Well, if this is you, then get a better job. Or well, learn to love what you do, but a different story for another day. So, those two hours, let's make them work for you. An average week for most people is fump days, Monday through Friday. 
If you're this far into this program, then you aren't most people. Personally, I don't have days off, but just in case you're not there yet, let's roll with this six days a week and one day rest. Six times two equals 12 hours, right? If you go to the gym six times a week or work out six times a week for an hour at a time, you will have done did six hours of keeping fit per week, which is 624 hours per year. And that is more than enough to get you in the best shape of your life. If you do anything and commit and don't give up, you'll be competent at that thing within a month and a master within a year. People never believe me when I say this, but the people that have already lived like this or are halfway through a cycle know exactly how it works. Don't be a hater. Just to put a point on it, I wrote the book that this podcast is based on in my two hours per day, along with a whole bunch of other cool stuff, including setting up and running a couple of companies, learning how to cook, getting a visible six pack for the first time ever, Mm -hmm. recording this podcast and a whole heap of other things, all the while working full time, being a rad dad and husband, keeping my health up, sleeping, eating, and I still have time to play online Scrabble, meet friends and play Xbox every now and again too. More so, I still have time to do sweet FA sometimes and be spur of the moment. And just FYI, that two hours per day over a year is 730 hours if you include Sundays. Now let's make you feel bad. Answer the following with a score between 0 and 10, 0 being none at all and everything's cool, and 10 being you're completely concerned about it and something needs to change. Please. Num num one one. On an average day, how many hours are you spending watching utter crap on a screen? This constitutes anything non-educational or non-inspiring. If you want to watch reality TV, which is never real by the way, then you can do it in your two hours, although I highly recommend you don't. Making time to watch inspirational and educational material is integral to your transition and will always make you feel better after than watching some rubbish about Kyla's new vajazzle or if that washed up cameo actor that only ever appeared on a few episodes of EastEnders is going to eat a witchy grub or not. Number two. On an average day... How often are you twiddling your fingers without knowing what the hell to do? This means scrolling aimlessly through social media without any reason to be there. Going for cigarette breaks, basically doing anything aimlessly or without purpose. If you're honest with yourself here, the truth will shock and appall you. Number three, an average day. How often do you realize that you don't have the things you need? You know what I'm talking about and you know if I'm talking to you. You go to cook dinner and you're out of an ingredient that you need and then you have to go to the shop to get it. Or you spend loads of time each day thinking about what you're going to eat. Or you leave for work and realize you're out of fuel. Or you don't have fresh clothes in the morning and end up having to leave the house without having your clean shit on, dry and ironed or whatever else. Which in turn makes you feel less confident and has a super critical repercussion on the rest of your day. Number four. On an average day, how much time are you spending going back wado? This constitutes as anything that you are doing that is dragging you down, making you less positive, preventing your transition. Things like moaning, nagging, whining, and basically being a stupid, whiny little moany boot boot. Number five. And finally, on an average day, how aware are you of all of the above? Look guys, fact is, most of us don't make mistakes when we're aware. How many times have you walked through a door someone held open for you, or been given the right of way when you're driving and you didn't realise that you forgot to say thank you until it was too late? Why? Because you just weren't being conscious in those moments, for whatever reason. Usually stress or worry will be the deciding factor here. Now put the shoe onto the other foot. How do you feel when someone doesn't notice something that you've done, especially if it took effort and you didn't have to do it, like holding a door open for someone or giving them the right away when you're driving? 
There are a bunch of reasons for this, some obvious and some much less obvious, as to why we operate at this almost unconscious level. It may be because of stress or exhaustion, worry, the news or media, or that the Queen is a lizard and we're being hypnotised by the Illuminati. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Fact is, when we're not awake, present or in control, we make dumb, stupid mistakes. These mistakes can more often than not cost us days, months, years, our whole life, our health, our relationships, our job prospects and ultimately everything. Every time I relapsed with my addictions, it was because I was not thinking. It was like I was on autopilot, just going through the motions. It wasn't that I thought, hmm, is this a good idea? Instead, it was after I'd made the stupid mistake that I realised it was a stupid mistake. And then it's too late. This is not an excuse, quite the opposite. Here's a small list of things that most of us have the potential to do on a daily basis that waste time, effort, energy and ultimately life. Watching television, small talk, pressing snooze, giving up halfway through the plan, no matter how small the plan is, arguing, lying, gossiping, cheating, getting mad, moaning, negging. I won't go on. And you know why I won't go on? Because you already know that what you're doing is a waste of your life if you're not doing something decent. Throughout this program, your consciousness will have had a change whether you like it or not. Some of the most basic of hacks and exercises I've given you so far will have enabled you to reflect in a way that you previously didn't. This is why I use baby steps for everything. The foundation is easy to implement, but the aftermath or repercussion is monumental. And all of these little, little baby steps, these tiny little bits of Lego, can create anything. So if I held up a can of cola and asked you how much it was worth, you may say £1.50 or something like that. But you're assuming what's inside the can is actually cola and not a rolled up piece of paper saying read this if you're a poopy butt or diamonds. The can covers up its insides, as do we. I believe that there are four types of people in the world, and out of these four types of people, I think only two exist. Let me explain. Person type A equals people that are completely evil, like 100% evil. Person type B, people that are completely love. Person type C, people that are mostly evil and sometimes love. And type D, people that are mostly love and sometimes evil. Type A, completely evil. These are your classic, sinister, horrible, evil mother Fs. And if I asked most of you to think about people that are completely evil, you would immediately go to Hitler, paedophiles, human traffickers, that kind of thing. Type B, completely love. Straight up amazing with not a bad bone in their body. I reckon you would think of Mother Teresa, your local special needs school care worker, your dear old nan, or the dog from up. Problem is, I don't actually believe for one moment that Hitler, paedophiles or human traffickers are 100% evil. I mean, don't get me wrong, they are absolutely in the bracket of complete worst, most despicable, rancid people in the world. But surely they can't be absolutely evil. Surely within their whole lifetime they did at least one kind thing. And as for Mother Teresa, I bet she was a bit of a bitch sometimes. And apart from the dog from Up, who is just a complete Don, I don't think that anyone is completely 100% pure amazing love and nothing else. Well, maybe not in this lifetime. I mean, I'm yet to see it or experience it. And I don't know anyone else who has either. Type C and D are what's really going on. The sometimes love but mostly evil and the sometimes evil but mostly love. We slip between these types on the regular. I'm not going to dwell on this as the point of this episode is to get you using your time, but the basic understanding is super poignant. The majority of your time is being wasted by your autopilot. 
Some days you're on form, knocking them out of the park, pumped up and making the best decisions. These days are the ones that get us places, they get us moving, they progress us forward. They're integral, and they ensue immediately after we control ourselves. I can't even count the number of times I've said out loud to people, I'm quitting cigarettes, or I'm going to change my job and join the gym, or I'm going to write a book. You ever had that? Got absolutely gassed on a plan, on something that's going to change your life for the better? And then when you wake up the next morning, you just go through your usual motions. And then by the time you realise it, you've already sold yourself out of doing the thing that you were completely sold on the previous night. Yep, welcome to being a human. Look, a lot of control is based around time and structure. I know it sounds lame, but is your dream house, curing cancer or building hospitals in countries that need them lame? Is your career as an actor, artist, writer, musician, F1 driver, Olympian, is that all lame? Having your perfect body, is that lame? Look, fuck the haters, man. You've got to get to it. All of these things and whatever other awesome career or life-affirming game-changer you're thinking of all need structure, control, and time. There are no ifs or buts here. You can try and tell yourself otherwise, but it's just not the case. And your next 120 minutes are ticking away. Tick, tock, tick. So, we need to start being in complete control of our time, or as close as humanly possible. It's running away from us as we speak, and we need to tame it the best we can. Time is running out for all of us. Do not be an idiot and waste it. You can start little if you want. In some ways it helps to move you in the right direction and it also enforces the realisation that what you're doing works. However, don't leave it too long before moving on to upheaving and rebuilding your whole day. Otherwise it's easy to slip back into bad habits. Anything that you've done that's positive since starting this programme is proof. The progress is right there. You did this. You chose to do it. I actually had nothing to do with it, even if you think I did. You're a legend, mate. Keep it going. Thanks for listening. Remember to share, review and subscribe and never, ever, ever try and find out how far a cotton bud will go into your ear. You can grab a copy of the book Do Shit, Get Shit Done from Scamazon and you can join the mailing list at leebridges.co.uk where I send out regular helpful treats. Have a wonderful day. the do shit get shit done podcast with lee bridges don't forget to subscribe share and review and we also have a mailing list that offers regular life hacks and super helpful content you can join it at leebridges.co.uk see you next time